0: Well please turn with me to Paul's first letter to Timothy from which we read a few minutes ago and it's just a phrase in verse 1 of chapter 1 that I wish to speak to you on this morning. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Saviour and Lord Jesus Christ which is our hope. And that's the phrase at the end of the verse. The Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Now, hope, of course, is a very strong and wonderful word in the Scriptures. It's not like the word that we use in the world. I've spoken to you about this before, and you may think, well, we're going to hear that again. Well, it is the same thing, in a sense, because What is hope in the scriptures? It's not vague wishful thinking. It's rather an expectation or a joyful anticipation of good things to come, better things to come. In other words, hope is that grace that we're given by God whereby we can look forward with confidence because of God, not because of empty, vain wishes but because of God. And that's the important thing. What basis do we have for our hope, for our expectations? It's not just wishful thinking. We have good grounds for our confidence about the future because of the Lord. And there's the basis of our hope. The Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Now we've heard all kinds of things from the news in recent days about how things in 2021 may work out. It's what we're being told, isn't it? By April, this virus is going to be under control. That's what they say. That's what we hope for. That's what we wish for. Don't know what grounds we have for that wish, but that's what we're told to wish for or to expect. One very prominent politician has reported of saying that uh, Follow the following Brexit, the best years for the UK lie ahead. Well, I don't know how he works that one out. We, we shall see, won't we? But this is the kind of hope that's being set before us, I suppose, to bolster our morale and to give us a good spirit as we approach the, 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 the new year. But we have a better thing than that. It's not just wishful thinking. The Bible's promises and the expectations that we have based upon the word of God are not just wishful thinking. They're not empty things. They're founded upon the sure promises of God. And this is the point I want to make this morning. It's the Lord Jesus Christ which is our hope. Now, what are we to hope for? What can we expect? What can we anticipate with real certainty? Well, let's begin with the whole matter of salvation because, of course, this is the primary thing, it's the most important thing. Are we saved? Are we really saved? Are we really right with God? You might ask one person a question like that, and what they might answer is, I hope so. I hope so. I wish that that was the case. It's what I want but I'm not sure. That's the, that's the uh, implication in, a, in an answer like that. Are you saved? Well, I hope so. I can't be sure, but that's what I want and that's what I hope is the case. Well, of course, that's a completely false hope if it's based upon religious actions and activity or ceremonies and honest living and good works. If that's the basis of our hope or expectation, then there's no basis or expectation for, for that at all. But it's Christ which is our hope. That's the, he's the basis upon which we can expect salvation and receive salvation from the Lord. This, verse 15, is a faithful saying. In other words, one that you can rely upon and worthy of all acceptation. You can't accept the statements of people in the world at face value so very often, but you can with this one. You can take this to your heart. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Does he do that? Is he able to do that? Well, of course he is, because he came to save and save he did. By coming to the world and going to the cross of of, of Calvary. Now, if He's our hope for salvation, then it's a true hope, it's a true expectation that we can entertain and we can anticipate and receive God's favour and God's forgiveness and God's pardon for all of our sins. That's where it begins. Are you saved? What's your answer? I hope so. Well, how can you hope? Upon what basis do you hope? If it's Christ, and if it's Christ alone, then that's a real hope and a real expectation of everlasting life. But let's go on from there. Because we're facing a year, and of course every every year, in fact every day, (laughs) talk about a year, talk about a day, is, so far as we're concerned, and so far as we can see, very uncertain. Speaking last week about the plans that we may have made a year ago for 2020, how many of those have been frustrated? How many events have been turned on their head and didn't happen at all? Well, we know how it can be. What about 2021? How's that going to work out? Well, we have our hopes, we have our wishes, we have our wants. But, So important it is to base all our hopes and all our expectations upon our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want us to to think about that in terms of what we have often thought about before, comes out in hymns, comes out in the scriptures, about Christ in his three offices. Now, what does that mean, you say? Well, the three ways in which the Lord Jesus Christ performs the work that he is appointed to to do by God. He has an office or an appointment as being a prophet. He has a second office or appointment as to be a priest. And he has a third office or appointment to be a king. He's our prophet. He's our priest. He's our king. So what about Christ as our prophet? The Lord Jesus Christ is our hope. Do we want to go on with the Lord in the coming weeks and months and years? Do we want to learn from the Word of God? Do we want to learn how to apply the Word of God to our own souls and to our own lives? Do we have to honestly admit this morning that I've never really made much progress with that. I read the Bible, but so often it doesn't seem to mean very much, and I find it difficult to know how to apply these things to my own heart, to my spiritual life, and to life generally. I've never really got very far with that. Oh, but I want to, I want to, I want to learn. I want to understand, I want to be led in God's ways. Well, what's our hope for that? What's the basis of our expectation for making better progress in learning and applying the word of God to our own hearts and to our lives? Is it a New Year's resolution? We've got little booklets over there that you can, if you haven't got one already, you can take one with you after the service that will give you a reading plan for the year. And uh, well worth doing, because it will take you through the whole of the Bible. But you say, well, that's my resolution. That's what I'm going to do. We're only three days into the new year. I can catch up. That's what I'm going to do. Very good. But is that it? Is that the basis of our hope of learning? Well, that's a good place to start, I suppose, but we need more than that, don't we? Don't we need to be helped in all of these things? And how does that help come? Well, of course, the Lord has appointed human teachers, men to be pastors who are to teach and hopefully influence people's hearts and lives by the word that is preached so that we all may learn about Christ and appreciate him more and learn his will and understand his plans and purposes for our lives, so that our lives may be the best of lives. Yes, it's the word of God and human helps that are there to enable us and to help us along. But it's Christ who is the real prophet. And by prophet there, of course, it means not just a predictor of future events, but a teacher. It's the main work that prophets had of applying God's word to the people's hearts. And who can do that? Can a man really apply the word of God with force and power to somebody else? Can a man really read the heart and know how that word needs to be applied? Is that within the powers of a mere man? Well, no, it isn't. But it is within the powers of Christ. Oh, yes. And no doubt we've felt something of that. I'm sure that we have from time to time, where we've picked up a Bible and we've read something. And suddenly, somehow, that word has come alive. It's almost, almost, as though we can hear a voice from heaven. And a promise comes to life. Or a command comes to life. Or a rebuke comes to life. And that's not just the work of a man, That's the work of Christ. So what's the basis of our hope in really going on in the word of God and knowing how to apply that word to our hearts and to our lives, to all the manifold experiences that we're doubtless going to pass through in the coming year? What's our hope for learning from the word of God and making progress? Christ is our hope. He's the one. He's the one to whom we can look. He's the one who will make us to be better students of God's Word and better followers of that Word. Well, that's one office that Christ holds and occupies and works in. And the second one, as I mentioned, of course, is the fact that he's our great high priest. Now, we look ahead to an unknown year, unknown experiences, unknown Trials, unknown challenges, unknown opportunities. Now, as we look ahead and as we think of ourselves in all of our weakness and our frailty and how easily we stumble and how easily our faith seems to fail and how easily we get distracted by all the many things of life and the many things of the world, do we want someone who really loves and cares for our souls. Is that what we want? Where are we going to find someone like that? Someone who really knows us, who really understands us, who really can read the heart. Someone who feels for us with a real sympathy for our state and our circumstances. Do we want someone, as we think of all that may come in the days that lie ahead, who can represent us before the throne of God? Who can pray for us before the throne of God as no person on earth ever could? Someone who can even present our prayers before the throne of God and make them acceptable before the Lord? Someone who knows how to pray for us wisely. Who knows the best thing to ask for. The most suitable thing to ask for. That which will be for the best improvement of our souls and of our spiritual lives. And not only someone who knows how to pray wisely, but someone who has the ear of God in a special and unique way. Someone who when he prays will absolutely guarantee to secure answers to the prayers that he brings. Because he always prays the right thing. He always prays what God is pleased to give. Wouldn't we like to have someone like that? Well where's our expectation? Where's our hope that we may find someone like that? Well it's Christ. Christ Jesus is our hope. He's the one who loves us as only God can. He's the one who understands us as only no, as only God can. He's the one who stands before the throne of God in heaven and presents prayers in such a way with such wisdom in such an appropriate way and with such power that all the prayers he brings will most certainly be answered. He's the one. We face an uncertain year and it's Christ Jesus who is our hope in terms of representation before the throne of God in a very special and wonderful way. Now we look back over the last year and would anybody dare to say that they went through even one day or one hour without falling into sin. We can't make that claim. We still sin, we still fall, we still fail. We still have to come back over and over and over, recognising our sins before God. What's our hope of fresh forgiveness every time we slip, we fall, we backslide? We get led astray, we willingly go astray. What's our hope of finding someone who will plead for us and obtain that fresh forgiveness? And not only to find forgiveness, but to restore us, to lift us up again, to set us upon our feet. Isn't it Christ who is our hope? Who else can do that? Human priests? Don't exist anymore, not in a biblical way, they don't. But Christ is the priest. He's offered himself upon Calvary's cross, and he ever lives this is the teaching of the book of Hebrews he ever lives to make intercession for us. He's ever there before the throne of God, presenting the blood that he shed for the pardon of our sins. There's our hope of future cleansing and forgiveness. Don't we want someone? Don't we want a way of finding inward peace and assurance in the coming year that all is well between us and God and all shall be well between us and God? And all the circumstances that we may face with life's twists and turns, with our joys, but with our sorrows and with our troubles and with our trials. How can we find peace and comfort and assurance through all of the coming year? It's Christ which is our hope. He comes to us with blessing upon his lips and blessing in his hands. He's the one to whom we look for the future of this coming year. Christ our prophet to teach. Christ our priest to represent us before God and to bring from God the blessings and the helps and the comforts that we need in our hearts and lives. The third office of Christ, of course, is that he's our king. And so we look forward into the coming year and we say, well, what I hope for is for someone with absolute and power and absolute authority to rule and to reign in wisdom and in justice and in mercy. Someone to rule over me. Not a politician. Not an earthly king. Although we are told by the scriptures, of course, to submit to earthly powers. But I'm thinking above and beyond that. Someone to rule over my own life whose wise and good, and will lead me in safe and blessed ways. Someone whose commandments I can trust. Someone whose promises I can take to heart. Someone who will never let me down and lead me astray. And someone of whom I can say, well, if I'm submissive to this ruler, if I'm obedient to this ruler, it will be good. Good. And I will be blessed indeed. We're going to find someone like that. You can go through all of the world, the best of men, and you won't find anybody who can rule over you in that way. But Christ is our hope. He will rule over you. He will wisely lead you and govern you. He will show you his laws and His ways and His commandments. And if we come submissively to them and are obedient to them, oh, what a difference it will be. All the calamities that we will avoid if only we will listen to him and let him rule over us. He's our hope for guidance and leading in life. But he's also someone that will rule for us, not just over us, but for us. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have someone who will order all things and make all things work for our spiritual and lasting good? Wouldn't it be wonderful to have someone I can trust, even though at times I don't understand how he's working and what he's doing? Because as I look around my own situation, my own personal life, all of their various complex issues that I have to face, I can't see how it's all going to work out. But I wish I could know someone who was in control of it all, ruling over all things for me. How I wish that I could have someone to stand with me in my trials, to defend me and uphold me and to give me a strength that I know I don't have in myself to face everything that may come my way. How I would love to have someone who will supply all of my needs, anticipate what is to come, ruling over all things for me. Where are we going to find someone like that? Christ, which is our hope. He will be all of that, and much more besides. Doesn't he take all things into his hands and make all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purposes? Don't we know that he sees in advance all things and is working toward wonderful purposes that we can't understand at any given point of time, but we can trust him that what he's doing is right and good And we can trust him that the day will dawn when we look back and understand why it was like that. Why perhaps he encouraged us along a certain path, why he frustrated our plans and our purposes, why he sent us in a different direction from what we intended to follow. We will look back over a trial and say, well, I didn't think I could get through, but I did. And it's all because of Christ. And as we look forward, it's Christ, which is our hope. We may well think, and I hope we do, (laughs) there we are, hope, I wish. This is my prayer that we all have this in our minds, that we want to be more useful in the service of God in the coming year. Whatever we've done in the past, well, that's in the past. What about this year? Don't we want to be employed in the service of our God? Don't we want to be those who live a life with a purpose and a meaning that is much better and higher and more noble and more godly than ever before? Well, how are we going to do that? How are we going to learn? How are we going to be taken up into the service of God? It's Christ which is our hope. He will show us what he will want us to do. He will give us purposes to fulfill. Christ, our King. Christ, which is our hope, you see, for everything. Well, we think about time, but we can't finish this morning without thinking about eternity. You can say to people, are you going to go to heaven? I said that to somebody, or has somebody ever said that to you? Are you going to go to heaven? And the answer comes back, well, I hope so. I hope so. It's their wish. It's their want. They don't want to go to hell. They do want to go to heaven. And they hope that they're going to heaven. It's what their wish is. But on what grounds do we have that hope? Can we really anticipate and expect that we will be there? It's never enough, it's never good enough, is it, just to say, well, I hope, I wish that it may turn out that I do arrive in heaven at the end. That's not good enough. We want to have a sure hope and be able to sit here this morning or stand here this morning and say, not just I hope in that vague, wishful thinking kind of way, but to say, I hope for heaven in the sense that I'm expecting heaven. I know I will be in heaven. I know I will be taken there. Now how can we have that hope, that expectation, all doubts, all questions removed once and forever? How can we be so sure? Christ, which is our hope, he's the grounds of anticipation and expectation that when we've drawn our last breath in our bodies in this world and who knows for whom this year may be the last we don't know we don't know but how we want and how we must and how we can look forward to what shall come to pass when that last breath has been taken when our souls will be conducted away from our bodies into an eternal state to hell or to heaven how can we be sure how can we be here this morning and say I don't only wish but I know heaven will be my eternal home Christ which is our hope None else but him. If we base our hopes, going back to the beginning there, on ceremonies or church attendance or good works, giving to charities, doing nice things for people round about us, if that's the basis of our hopes, we have no hope. There's no basis for expectation. Ah, but if we renounce all of that and say, whatever I do however well I live, however much good I do in this world, that will not get me to heaven, but Christ will. Christ is my hope. Christ is the basis of my expectation. Then we have a solid hope. We have a real reason and cause to expect that our souls will be conducted away into the glory of a heavenly place. Christ which is our hope. It's why he came. It's what he did upon Calvary's cross. And as he's risen from the dead, he spoke in those days of old through his apostles, and he speaks through his word today, and he speaks, I trust, to our hearts through his spirit, to every one of this this morning, and says, Believe on me. And you will have everlasting life. I give it to you. I pardon all your sins. I credit you with all my own righteousness. And everlasting life is yours. He that believeth on the Son hath life. Is not a question, is not a perhaps. It's not a wishful thinking, it's a fact. He that believeth on the Son hath life. You want salvation. You want heaven. Christ, which is our hope, will give it you. And if you're believing in him this morning, you have it. You have it. Don't talk about hoping in the way that the world does. Talk about hoping in the way that the Bible speaks. My hope, my expectation is life everlasting because Christ has won it for me. Well, may this be written upon our hearts and may we be able to go forward into this new year with this sure and certain hope, living within our souls until he comes. Amen.